0: Be a billionaire like I don't really care, i am a billionaire like I don't I I don't I I don't I I don't I I don't really care i am a billionaire like I don't really care i am a billionaire like I don't really care i am a billionaire like I don't I I don't I I don't I I don't I I don't really care I'm a billionaire like Welcome to the I
1: love recruiting podcast with your host Adam Roach Okay, everybody, welcome back to the I Love Recruiting podcast. I am your host, Adam Roach, and today I have an amazing man with us, Mr. Jeff Glover. But before we let him talk, let me give you some ground rules here. So we are uh, doing this live in the art of recruiting. So if you're watching in the art of recruiting right now and you have questions for Mr. Jeff Glover, put them in the comment section in the last two to three minutes of the recording here. We will get to those questions outside of that this will be a podcast that will drop in about a week or so. So Mr. Jeff Glover, you are known globally, my friend, you are all around this world. So here's what we want to know. This is how we start the podcast. You were born and then what happened? Give us the skinny on Mr. Jeff Glover. Go for it.
0: Well, uh, got into real estate right out of high school. In fact, um, while I was in high school, I was selling furniture for a uh, large furniture chain here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody in the store basically said, hey kid, you know, you're know you you're pretty good at sales. You should consider a career in, in real estate. So as soon as I turned 18, I got my real estate license and um, sold 32 homes my first year in the business actually. And like any 18 year old kid, I was a little cocky, a little arrogant, had a little extra money in my pocket. Mm-hmm. I thought I had it all figured out and I thought, you know what, I'm I'm selling furniture, I'm selling real estate and I was going to school. I was going to community college to get a degree in business management. And I thought, you know what, I just sold 32 homes my first year. I just made 120,000 my first year. I can do this. I don't need no stinking degree. And so I went to my broker and said, Hey, you know, I've always wanted to run a company. I've always wanted to be a leader. Of course, when you're 18, 19 years old, you don't know what any of that means other than what you read in textbooks, basically, uh, or what you observe. And I went to my broker and said, Hey, would you let me uh, run an office for you? And uh, like any Experienced broker with a lot of wisdom, he said, "Absolutely not." (laughs) Right? Yeah. You know, uh, I understand you had a great first year, and I'll never forget uh, him. The words he said: "You just need a little bit more seasoning, kid." Mm. So Mm. you know, you tell a nineteen-year-old that that just you know outproduced half the office, and so you know, I kind of said, "Okay, well," I started interviewing around town. Uh, with other brokers, which of course you know is is kind of silly. Thinking back, like what what gave me the kahunas to think that I could run a real estate office? Well, anyways, the competing broker uh, of this firm, this was like the largest Century Twenty One firm. Actually, they were the largest Century Twenty One firm in America, and they were located wow. right. Right. Um, so I went to their their biggest competitor, and it was a coal banker. And Cool Banker had, you know, 16, 17 offices around Metro Detroit, very similar size to my Century 21 company. And I explained to them what I had done my first year and and said, hey, but I I really want to learn the back office. I really want to learn how to recruit and how to train and how to manage and and lead and coach. And so they took a chance on me at by this time I was 19, just turning 20 they gave me their most failing office to run. And um, the previous broker left and started his own firm and took everyone with him except for the agents he didn't want. (laughs) So those are the ones that I was left with. And um, in two years uh, had the fastest growing office in all of the 16 offices of that firm in Metro Detroit. Two years in a row, won the recruiter of the year award, Um, you know, basically two years after doing that, they said, Jeff, we want you to be our company recruiter and our company trainer. And so this was right around the time, Adam, when the market crashed. So they did a lot of consolidating. They had a director of recruiting and they had a director of training. And what they did to save money, they did a lot of things. I mean, they let go of, you know, half of their marketing department, they let go of the relocation department. and they combined the recruiting, the director of recruiting and the director of training role into one, and that was my job. So um, my job was basically twofold. I would travel to the offices around Metro Detroit, Mm -hmm. and I would meet with the managers and either do one of two or three things while I was there. I would either get on the phones with them and make recruiting calls with them, uh, or sometimes they would have it set up to where I would meet with agents with them. So they would have a recruiting appointment for say four o'clock on a Tuesday. And I would drive from say the west side of Detroit to the east side of Detroit to meet with that agent and that manager. So I was kind of brought in to help, you know, close the deals, if you will, on recruits. And while I was there, they always tried to time it to where, you know, okay, Jeff, hey, if you're going to be meeting with a recruit at four o'clock in Gross Point, let's just say in our Gross Point office. We're going to schedule a training class for 2.30 since you'll be here. And so basically I kept every afternoon, you know, from lunchtime until 5 p.m. open for training and recruiting. And so I would be involved in these recruiting meetings with the managers. And I would also do a training class while I was there. And in the morning, just like an agent in production, I was doing lead generation for recruits. And so my job was to set appointments for these managers and, and mm-hmm. get Get people in their seats so um after doing that for a couple of years i decided all right i know how to sell i know how to recruit i know how to train i think it's time you know to spread my wings and and, and go out on my own and actually i'm a very loyal person i didn't want to leave my company uh paul and kathy schweitzer i still consider them mentors today mm-hmm. um but the colwell banker business model did not have a mega agent office model and Adam it was really important to me after observing what I observed in this I guess by now it's about four-year career five-year career it was really important to me to have our own environment mm. uh, I was not starting a team or doing anything like that unless I could control the environment and so from there you know I met with the Schweitzers and said hey here's what I want to do they took it up to corporate and corporate said. You can't have an office within your territory that, that an agent operates out of. It's just not in our business model.
1: So, so let me let me pause you there for a second. So there's your second no, right? So we got the no from the first broker. Now we're potentially getting a no from another corporate broker now, right? That's
0: right. Corporate owner, okay. At that point, that was more forced, though, because I didn't want to leave them. You know, the first broker, it's like, I'll show you, you know? Right so but that was more force i didn't want to leave the schweitzers cuz i i owe them a lot of credit for my success and i'm always you know propping them up as much as i can um uh, but uh you know i i had met with the local keller williams office in town and i explained to them what i was looking to accomplish and i i was you know the team leader was looking at me with sort of a perplexed face when i was explaining what i wanted imagine and i later found out it's because there was already a manual for it. it right. Like, not only is it allowed, we have a manual for how to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, joined, you know, KW 2009 and started what's known, you know, as Jeff Glover and Associates. And um, we now have, you know, a couple, I'm in I'm in Birmingham, Michigan today, which is, you know, kind of a Northern suburb of Detroit. Uh, and this is an MAO, you know, so yep. we were very big on controlling the environment because I saw what took place at, Traditional real estate offices, right? I don't want the water cooler, the depressing, you know, looks, the 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 silence. You can hear a pin drop. I mean, yeah. you know, if I were to walk back out there, you'd hear music playing. You know, you might hear a bell ring and people start clapping. I mean, the energy and enthousi- The energy breeds enthusiasm, and that's um, important for 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 our
1: for our spaces. Gotcha. So there's your history. We've got two no's and it puts you on the path of the yes is where you are right now, right? Sure. Now, now, as far as this recruiting goes, because this is a recruiting podcast, this is a recruiting company. We created the I Love Recruiting Company in yep. 2019 to help as many people as possible recruit to the highest level. That's our, that's our vision statement. The vision statement is uh, to empower recruiters. We put an asterisk next to the word recruiters. To change a hundred million lives, and we said that everyone is a recruiter because I mean I had to recruit my kids to make their bed this morning. Yep, that's right. Um Right, so walk us down this path of recruiting. So you went down a path of recruiting and then training, and then you developed your own. Because what? How many locations are you in? You're in five different locations.
0: So uh, our team, our team is in five, but right. I also own a couple market centers. So technically, there's about six hundred agents under the entire umbrella. Wow. We just call it the Live Unreal Companies uh, umbrella, and so yeah there's been a lot of recruiting through the years for the team for the market centers you know back obviously with my in my previous careers with cole sure. baker um so so yeah that's that's recruiting has been an important part of this process that's for sure
1: so now walk us down this path because we're, we're talking i mean what's our time frame here from 18 until
0: now how many years is, is the gap there what are we looking yeah, so at I'm 36 okay, uh, perfect. Joined, uh keller williams uh so so yeah i was selling for a year and right. then i managing for two. And then I was training and recruiting for another two. So I was five years into the business before I joined Keller Williams in 2009, January gotcha. 2009. And so, so we've, got,
1: we've got about a 20 year, about a 20 year window there, right? Eight, eight 19 this May. Yeah 19. yeah. 19 this May. Okay. Gotcha. And now you have, let's just say you have recruited well over 600. If you've got 600 agents Right. Yeah. Maybe you didn't have your hands at all of them, but, but I'm assuming your presence.
0: I hate, I hate to say it, but it's probably more like six <laughs> thousand. You, you know how the industry works.
1: <laughs> so so catch us up to speed. What what are Jeff Glover's one, twos, and threes of recruiting? What 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 is your approach? What walk us down a path there? Here's let me share with you, Jeff, real quick, who our listeners are. Yep. Uh, we've got recruiters, we've got broker owners, we've got entrepreneurs, we have Uh, Anybody in this space, as I said, I I had to recruit my kids to make their bed that is recruiting some way, shape or form. What's Jeff's one, twos and threes and ABCs and recruiting?
0: Yeah. So uh, first things first, I will tell you, I was I was very much the style of uh, the phone guy. Uh, Mm. I, I believe very much, Adam, in the numbers game. In fact, I was so fanatical about the numbers that I would I would book two appointments a day, knowing full well that only one was going to show, right? Because there's a no-show rate a lot of times in agent-specific recruiting. So, you know, and I wouldn't book, I wouldn't see the mistake I think a lot of recruiters make is, you know, especially, and I'll just call them, say, the traditional recruiter, if you will, you know, they, they, they have two o'clock blocked off in their schedule, and then they have four o'clock or one and three or two and four or whatever it is. I would book two and three or sometimes even two and 230 knowing full well that i'm going to have a 50% no show and worst case scenario if i'm going to scenario where two people show up well then hey i'm i'm sending the person a gift card after our meeting saying sorry you had to wait in the lobby for so long or sorry i kept you waiting on a coffee for so long but i was just so fanatical because i look at so many leaders today that block off their afternoon for a recruiting appointment and then what do they do when when both appointments don't show up right right oh, like i'm out that's right so so it was i was pretty fanatical about that i wasn't i wasn't stopping until i got to two set per day knowing that i was probably only going to have one show up so i was i would say that's number one i was pretty fanatical with knowing my recruiting numbers mm. and i did most of my recruiting i guess this point number two would be i did most of my recruiting um, appointment setting over the phone, you know, just reaching out to people, you know? And and I still think it's one of the more effective methods today. In fact, it's becoming, I believe, Adam, and you're, you're the expert on this, so I would defer to you. I believe it's becoming more effective because people are getting served so many ads on social media or instant messages or mm-hmm. emails. The good old fashioned getting a phone call from someone is going to get a better response today, in my opinion, than something like a Facebook message or a text message. Uh, And there's a lot of data coming out, you know, like if you look at, I remember reading about a year ago, the the chief marketing officer at Nordstrom said that they were dialing back their social media spend and putting more into direct mail, because Mm. what they found since so many people are are bombarded with ads on social media, more people are actually paying attention to what shows up at their house in their mailbox. So. I think a little bit of that is is happening when it comes to recruiting and some of the traditional methods, you know, a letter congratulating people on their closing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the things that we did, and I hate to say it, you know, that we did in the '90s, but really the, you know, in the 2000s, right, before uh, social media, I believe are going to become more effective the more advanced we get because it's going to cause yeah. one or two people in every market who actually do it to stand out. Yeah, I agree. So I, I was really big on, on, on just pulling up a roster and going through and, um, you know, going right through the, the company rosters. You know, this is the, obviously we use broker metrics today, but this is before even broker sure. metrics existed. Uh, and I would yep. say the, 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 third, the third key or the third thing that's, that's super important with recruiting or that was re- important to me was adding value, whether you get the recruit or not adding value whether you get the recruit or not. In fact, you know, um, the, the whole idea for Glover U, which is our training and, and coaching organization, um, was started from having some deep discussions with Gary Keller about how to build a large empire. And one of the things he recommended was become known in your market as a trainer. And so, um, I already knew I enjoyed training, Adam. I already knew it was my thing. You know, when I look at everything I do in the industry, training and coaching is like what I actually enjoy. It doesn't feel like work to me. So for my, my method was, all right, I'm just gonna build a reputation in our market that if you want training, you go to Jeff. And from there it spread, you know, through Michigan and then into Ohio and then into Indiana, and then, you know, now, off, now across North America. And um, what's interesting though is, you know, you, you see a lot of organizations uh, today telling people, oh, just become coaches and trainers and, and build a Facebook group. And that's how you're gonna recruit people. Um, I, I do the opposite, Adam. I don't recruit, I don't attempt to recruit anyone from any of our events in fact you could go back and watch the videos from our last three four events because we put them out there usually mm-hmm. i don't even say what company i'm with i don't even mm-hmm. talk about sure. that because what happens is then people feel threatened and then they won't come you know right. if you, if you want to use that method to recruit people wait until they ask you sure yep shove it down their throats
1: well i call that the proverbial business card right in the recruiting space, here's what we have a tendency to do: is we we set up an appointment, and we share with them what we have to offer. Always, yeah. always, always. And it's you didn't ask me for that value. You didn't ask me for that business card. Where's that business card go? If, if Jeff, if I'm meeting you on the street and I say, "Hey, listen, Jeff, great conversation. Here's my card. Call yeah. me." Yeah. You're not going to call me because you didn't ask for that card. It's the same thing in the recruiting space.
0: That's right. If they're not
1: asking for that value and you're just vomiting all over them, they're not right. going to either accept it
0: or remember it. Well, you probably know, you know, my first, sorry, I'm just fixing this. Oh, my good. first uh, My first coach was Rich Rector. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rich Rector, you know, I was 20 years old and the Schweitzers hired him for me. Um, Mitzi Jasnicki was my second coach, by the way. So I had some pretty good, good, you know. Yeah. Um, Rich Rector taught the... Uh, the needs analysis approach
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is all about them. It's never about you and what your company offers or what you can do, it's all about them. And the reality is, is that, you know if I truly want to go into recruiting mode and I say, you know what? All right, we got to fill this office and we got to fill it in the next 90 days. Well, then it's it's pounding the phones and setting appointments. Right. Uh, but if I just want to grow kind of naturally without you know, putting in that, that type of um, work, which could, you know, depending on um, your, how, what method you use could alter your reputation to some degree, um, then I'm going to go the value approach. I'm going to provide just a ton of value. And if people want to learn more, they'll reach out to me. And trust me when I tell you, you know, Adam, if, if you know anything about me, you know, I'm like the cold calling guy, like I am the script guy. And, right. So when it comes to recruiting, those there's there's two different methods you can use. And 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 I like using both, quite frankly. But when it comes, when it comes to Glover You and the things we do there, you're not gonna ever feel like my intention is to recruit you. And that's super important. And that's quite honestly the mistake a lot of agents are making today who are getting into organizations where recruiting is first and foremost. Yeah.
1: And I agree. And I'll I'll give Linda McKissick credit for this and her recruiting equation, and that is relationships plus value. Yeah. Over time equals self-discovery, right? It's being all right. about that relationship and that value add over time.
0: Bingo. Yep,
1: for sure. Man, I hate that we only have 30 minutes here and I hate that I started late. I apologize. Uh, okay, so let's do this. Let's go for another five or 10. We're good. Yep. Well, I, I've got a hard stop here at the bottom of the hour. So here's what okay. I want to know. So here, let me real quick, I'm going to summarize what Jeff gave us because this was super duper great nuggets here. Number one, know your conversion rates. Yeah, Know your conversion rates and pick up the phone, everybody. Pick up the phone because
0: it's still a great communication tool. It's it's actually becoming more effective today than it was because so many people are getting tired of the other channels. Uh, Agreed. Love that.
1: I also heard in there that um, uh, after you know your conversion rates, understand the value proposition that you're either going to be sharing, but also understand what it is they're actually looking for. Be a value giver always is what I heard Jeff Glover say.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving always always giving always value without them feeling like there's any expectation in return yeah so key isn't
1: it it's so key it's so key uh and then the two recruiting methods those were fantastic yep. It's super duper simple now tell us a little bit more about glover you how can our listeners go find you what specific can they do to say okay fine i want to be a part of his organization if yeah. someone wants to join your organization what do they do give us Give us all the
0: background yeah so Glover Glover you is is real estate sales and business um training and coaching uh so if, if somebody you know Adam we really have two types of clients we have lead agents who want to become good uh, managers leaders trainers recruiters and business people and we also have a lot of salespeople and a lot of team members so a lot of lead agents will put their buyers agents and their listing agents through our programs because they know we are, are passionate about teaching people how to sell. Mm-hmm. And so now that goes for anybody. A solo agent, an agent on a team, doesn't matter. Everyone needs to learn how to sell and convert and so forth. And so I would say the number one place that people can go if they want more information or they want a ton of free resources because we give a ton of stuff out, um, the Glover U Inner Circle Facebook page, your Facebook group, I'm sorry. That's Glover space, the letter U, Inner Circle Facebook group. Everything's in there. I mean, we put videos, content, audio, scripts, messaging. Um, You know, there's all sorts of things we're doing right now. I do a daily message, Adam. Um, If people text the word morning to 55444 morning, five, five, four, four, four. It's totally free once a day, Monday through Friday. Like today I talked about what do you, how do you handle when your client brings up their home's estimate? How do you respond to that? You know, every, every day I'm doing something related to real estate sales training and, and, and business. And most of our clientele are, are either, it's one side of the spectrum. They're either solo agents, buyers agents, or listing agents, why they become better salespeople or it's lead agents who want to learn how to lead and train and manage and recruit and so forth. Love
1: it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, I tell you what, so I've been a part of KW since 2010, uh, had been, and uh, you're always up on stage, my friend. You're someone that we all looked up to and what you've created and what you've um, developed here. Um, As I started this podcast out, you're a global man and and you're going to continue to grow. And I'm super, super, super honored to have you as a guest on our, our i love recruiting podcast so thank you for your time today jeff.
0: thank you for having me on anytime
1: yeah absolutely so everybody go check out jeff glover at 5544 go text that number and the word morning yeah and go see what jeff has to say every single morning and go join his facebook group that's glover you uh inner circle right that's right yeah perfect okay and go check out all of his free resources and gang pick up the phone and go recruit somebody today right pick up the phone and go build a relationship bingo Yep, absolutely. Jeff, thank you for your time. Uh super super grateful for you and if there's ever anything I can do or the I Love Recruiting company can do for you, please just shoot me a text and we're right there. We'll drive we'll fly up to Michigan, my friend.
0: Sounds great. I appreciate okay. that, Adam. Thanks for Thank Thanks, Jeff.
1: Do. Take care, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye.